Well, good morning, good morning. How's everybody feeling? So excited you're here today. Man, we got to make some room in here. Look, all these people still coming in. I love this. Hey, if you're a guest with us today, I want to just take a moment to introduce myself. This is, this is my wife, Stephanie. My name is Josh. And um, we're honored to lead in this season. And I, I would love to meet you, Stephanie. I would love to greet you and just say thanks for coming today. If we haven't met you, we're going to be upstairs in the cafe after, after the service. We've got free coffee. There's hot chocolate. And I think there's, what do you call those things? Bunt cakes, baby bunt cakes. So I'll be up there eating. If you want to go ahead and leave, you can leave. I'm going to be upstairs having, having some cake and uh, just a great time of um, celebration. Hey, today is, is a significant day. Not only is it our Christmas service, uh, this is our final service in this auditorium as it sits. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited about that. After second service, you dismiss after you eat your cakes and treats and everything, and you go home. We have about 50 people that have uh, agreed to stay today, and we are going to begin the demolition on this sanctuary today, this afternoon, uh, getting it ready. And um, in about 14 weeks, we'll regather in here in a brand new, brand new, renovated, remodeled worship facility, and I can't wait. Um, let me make it clear. We are not canceling church for the next three months. Someone said, oh, I don't want to watch online for three months. You don't have to. You can come here. Yeah. My wife's going to give you some instructions at the end of the service, but we'll have multiple venues here in the, in the building, smaller venues where you can watch, gather together with your family. We're going we're gonna to embrace this season. You know, at one point when we were talking about it, we were like, where do we go? Where do we, where do we leave this building and go meet? And then someone said, why would we leave the building? And I was like, well, where are we going to put all the people? And so we've been strategic. We've found little nooks and crannies and rooms. And as we grow out of that, we'll add more nooks and crannies and rooms for you to come and be together. I think it's important that we're together during this process uh, because we're, 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 we're changing a season. It's a, it's a new chapter. And I want to look back and say, remember when? Remember when? And I think right now we're on the crusp, uh, cusp of a remember when situation and season. So come celebrate with us for the next 14 weeks. I'll be live in the cafe and um, we're going to have a great time. Worship team's going to strip it down. We're going we're gonna to go uh, analog. You love all the digital stuff and we'll come back to digital. We're going we're gonna to break it down and it's going to be a little bit different, but I'm excited about what we're building for the future together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today I, I want to talk about Jesus being uh, the light of the world. Would you give some noise for Lucas, my friend? You can go, Lucas. Thank you. I want to talk about the light of the world. And as we begin to talk about, as a team, sometimes we plan sermons together and we, we talk about where we want to go and what the Lord's been speaking to us. And how do we tie worship into that? How do we tie in other things? And I begin to think about all the times that I've been scared of the dark. <laughs> Anybody been scared of the dark? How many of your kids are scared of the dark? We have, our, our kids, they, we have nightlights in our room, and I grew up with a nightlight. How many of you come from the nightlight generation? You, you plug this little light in your room, and then and it wasn't good enough in the room. You need one in the hallway, right? Yes. In case you've got to get up and go tinkle in the middle of the night, you've got to find that room. And, and I was thinking about one of the scariest times of my life was I was in South America, and I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I couldn't find the lights. I don't know if you ever had to go to the bathroom um, so bad that you're like, 
It is what it is, man. Like, this is just what's going to happen. And I was in a room in a hotel with a, with a roommate on a, my, one of my first missions trips, and I could not find the light switch. And, and you would have thought um, that I was dying because I was freaking out. Like, I got to go right now, and I'm kicking this bed and trying to find, I'm stumbling around in the dark. And by the grace of God, I found the toilet. I think about different times when uh, I was driving in my car late at night, and I noticed my headlights won't come on. You ever had that problem? You're like, man, I don't have any lights, and yet I'm 30 minutes from home. I was, I was with Pastor Mo two or three years ago. We were on our motorcycles, and we pulled in for gas, and it was nighttime, and the light on my motorcycle would not work. I'm crazy enough. I drove it all the way home in the dark. I did. I said, Pastor Mo, you come behind me and shine the light. You know, light does so much for us. It, 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 is, it provides so much opportunity for us. I, I was thinking about light in, in the natural sense. Without light, it's impossible to see. You can't even see where you're going or where you need to get, which means when you can't get where you're going or where you need to get, fear a lot of time comes in those dark seasons. And then when fear comes, it really tries to cripple you and immobilize you from advancing in any direction. And usually what happens when we get scared of the dark is we become frozen. We just stop. We don't move because we don't want to injure ourselves or somebody else. And it's easier just to stay there. But I, I believe that's the tactic of the enemy. Truth is, is that's exactly where he wants you. Fearful, in the dark, motionless. Light is a key to sustaining life. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need some light in your life. I'll be brief this morning because I want to go eat cakes with you guys afterwards. But I, I want to I talk just for the next 10 or 15 minutes about uh, two situations in the Bible where God felt it was important that light come. In the first place we find light coming is in the Old Testament. In fact, in the very first book, the very first chapter of our story, God creates light. We find it in Genesis chapter 1. Before I do that, I saw my friend Josie over here. Can you guys say hey to Josie? Josie's one of our missionaries home from, from Honduras today. Welcome home. Merry Christmas, Josie. Glad you're back, girl. Okay, let me get back. I hope other missionaries are home. If you're home, we're glad you're back. I just happened to see Josie. Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, everybody say, in the beginning, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And the earth was without form, it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and, and it was good, everybody say, good. Light's good, and God divided the light from the darkness. In the very beginning, light was important. Miss Althea can help me preach today. In the, in the very beginning of all of creation, before he even created anything else, he created light, and he separated it from darkness. And I believe he did it on purpose because he's a God of order. You're not going to create anything of substance in the dark. You're not going to create anything of, of, of resource in the dark. You're not going to create anything that can multiply and be established in the dark. That all happens in the, in the light. That God's plan for man started in the light. Why? He wanted man to see. Everybody say see. He wanted us to see his 
vision, his creation, and his desire that mankind would live free of fear in the light. He wanted man to be able to see and move and live and thrive. And ultimately, he said to dominate this thing called earth. God's creation was a gift to mankind. But to do that, man needed light. Everybody say light. In the very beginning of creation, God brought light to sustain life, natural life. And then again, in the New Testament, we find God sending life through his son, Jesus, but it was a supernatural life this time. In the New Testament, we find many times where Jesus is referred to as the light or the way. In John, the book of John, one of the greatest books in the Bible, if you're new to faith, if you've not started reading the Bible, I would encourage you over the next few weeks as you have time with your family over the holidays, open the book to the book of John and begin to read the story of Jesus. And here's a few verses that you'll find. In John 12, it says that I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. These are the words of Jesus. He said, I had to come as light because it seems who everyone is in darkness. But if I come, those that believe in me as the light, guess what? They no longer have to live in darkness. Jesus came as light. John chapter 8, when Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light. I didn't just come as a light. I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness again, but will have, listen to this, the light of life. He goes on to say in John chapter 9, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. As long as I'm here, there's going to be light. He continues that conversation in John chapter 12 when Jesus said, for a little while longer, everybody said a little bit longer. So a little bit longer, the light is among you. Walk while you have the light so that the darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. The truth is, is Jesus came to show the way, but he also came to be the light, to show the way. He came to be a light, but he's more than a light. He's the light. I really believe that without Christ in our lives, many of us would be living dark, dark lives. I don't know about your past. Mine was pretty rough. I don't know about what's happened to you, but I've been through some stuff. And I'm grateful for the light of Jesus in my life. When I received Jesus and when I committed my life to him, it seemed almost in a moment that the darkness around me kind of scattered and those dark things kind of scattered and disappeared because it was almost like the light overwhelmed those things in those situations, those people in those circumstances. And I'm here to tell you that's why he came. Amen. So that you and I could walk in the light. I was in East Africa many years ago. On one of my first trips to Africa, I've been there four or five times now, and this was my first experience on that part of the world. And, and I remember one of the indications that I was in a different place is that at night there was no light. Where's all my Africans at? 
And I was caught off guard because as the sun went down, we turn on the lights here in America and there there was in this situation in this place that I was living, they didn't turn on the lights, there was no light. And I remember getting in the van and we were driving from one city to another city and it was a, it was a pretty dark, dark road. You could see a few of the stars, but in the middle of it, it kind of freaked me out. White kid from Alabama in Africa in the dark. David, will you bring the lights down for me just for a moment? I mean, it got dark, dark. Don't move around. Just sit still. I don't know about you, but sometimes when it gets dark, I kind of get a little anxious. And in that van, I started to get a little anxious. I could see our headlights, but it was an older vehicle, and they weren't shining very far. And I started getting a little nervous. Number one, where are they taking me, and how does he know where he's going? And off in the distance, way in the distance, I saw this little flicker. It was a little flicker of light, and, and I could see it from, it seemed like a mile away, but it probably wasn't that far. And there was a, a candle in the distance on the side of the road. You could see it from way down, and I was asking, what is that? It looked like a fire from afar, but as we got closer and closer, I realized it was just one human being with one little candle just like this. And what I know about utter darkness is it doesn't take much light to dispel that darkness. Now, right now, we have the Christmas lights lit, but even if we turn the Christmas lights off, just this one little flicker of light would provide enough light not only for me, but for you as well. This was one of my early missionary journeys and in that moment in that van, I was watching that little candle and it seemed as if it was moving and sure enough, as we got closer, it was moving. It was a little girl. She couldn't have been older than nine or 10 and she was holding a candle walking along this dirt road out of the middle of nowhere where it was pitch black. And my heart began to break. I, I was like, what is this little girl doing here by herself? How did she get here? Doesn't seem very safe out here. And then I realized she wasn't alone. She turned around and held the candle back and there was five or six other little boys and girls holding hands and they were following her along life's road in the pitch black, but she was leading with the light. I've had many experiences with the Holy Spirit where he spoke significant things to me, but that was one moment that I'll never forget in Cameroon, West Africa. Where the Lord reminded me, it may seem like it's a little light, Josh. And even though you're young and even though you're inexperienced, you have a light in you that belongs for somebody else too. You can bring the lights up, David. With just the next couple minutes, I just want to remind you that the light that's been given to us was given to us on purpose to show us the way. But now there's a responsibility for us to take the light to make room for others to follow. Jesus came in a very dark season of humanity that he would light up that world. And when Jesus ascended on high, he said, I give you all authority and all power. He's basically saying, I give you the light to continue walking this gospel message out even after I'm long and gone. I don't know about you, but 
The longer I'm alive, the darker it seems to get outside. And I want to remind you just for a moment and urge you that this is not a time of retreating for the church. This is a time of advancement for the kingdom of light. For many, they're hiding and they're retreating in this atmosphere, in this environment that we live in, in 2023 and approaching 2024, you can guarantee there's going to be some more tumultuous times ahead. How do you know? I've read the end of the story. It gets darker out there. It gets brighter in our lives. So what does that mean? It means that the responsibility of the believer is even greater than it was when the day that Jesus handed the light and deposited into the 12. That There's a group of people waiting on you and I to share with them the love of Christ and the light of the world. See, with Jesus in our lives, we all carry, even if it is just a little bit of light, some light. We've been equipped to Help others along life's path. To help others see so that they can live and move freely in their calling and their purpose. Truth is, is we were given light for everyone around us. And I'm a firm believer as we make this transition as a church and we turn one chapter into another chapter that we are going to come to the full understanding that everybody's deserving of the light. That nobody should be kept in darkness. And when Jesus died on the cross, he died on the cross for all people. Every one of us. Here's what I know. That if he came for all people, then we're called to all people. If his light can spread the darkness, so can the light in us. Matthew 5, I'll finish right here. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp, put a light, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, listen to this, this is my charge to you. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven that's not your pastor speaking that's Jesus the head of the church speaking Jesus said you are the light of the world so let me ask you two questions when was the last time you spread a little light this week even as Steph and I were running errands and we're getting ready for Christmas and you're shopping and the hustle bustle of this and that and you go get the oil change on the car and you take the kids to the library and you go to the grocery store and it's a, it's a zoo and everybody's uptight and angry. Y'all notice that? This week our staff went, our staff went, uh, we went to serve this week uh, at Somebody Cares New England. They're right here in, in, in our backyard in Haverhill, and they, they feed the needy on a regular basis. And so we, we support them regularly, and we've been a part of what they're doing. And we thought, let's take the staff down, and let's serve this week with them. And, and we got there, and man, there's people coming and going. They're getting bags of food, and, and they're happy, and they're excited. And when we got there, the, the, the organizer said to our staff, she said, you guys are going to do the ham run. I said, the ham run? Never even run a 5K. Never run a 10K. What's a ham run? 
She said, no, no, no. She said, we're going to take these gift cards. You're going to go to Market Basket. We ran out of hams. And they're going to give a ham to every family that comes through over the next however many days leading up to Christmas. And, and I said, well, how many hams do you need? She said, we need 150 hams. And I was like, that sounds like a great dinner. I like ham. And so we, with the staff, they handed us gift cards, and we, we ran all over Haverhill and Salem and down, back down into North Andover, and, and we were buying up all the hams we could find. And, and I, I was excited, like I'm pumped. Me, me and Stephanie and Miss Laura Lang, we were together, and, and we had two grocery carts, and, and we're literally filling these grocery carts. I had, I had over 50 hams in my cart. And I get to the counter, and I'm excited, like this is amazing, like we're going to give these hams out. But I didn't realize that the checkout lady was related to the Grinch. True story. She looked me up and down. And I just smiled. And she just got this face. And I'm like, everything okay? And she said do you want these in bags? And I said, no, they have little handles on them. You don't have to bag them. They got handles. I'll save you the work. And she said, you save me the work, but I got a sticker every one of these hams now. <laughs> and she never asked me what we were doing with the hams, which I thought she would. So I just volunteered. I said, I said, it's amazing. I said, we're going to give all these hams to people that need food over Christmas that wouldn't have a meal thinking she'd smile. She said, well, I hope you left some back there for somebody else to get. Looks like you took all of them. I thought, Lord, let the light of the gospel come out of my hands as I put it on this woman's face. In that moment, I realized not everybody's happy. Even when we're doing great things, other people will find a way to poke and pick and bring you down to the darkness. I'll just tell you, hey, as much as I wanted to tell her, God bless you, sweet lady. I, my wife helped me back, you know. Just said, God bless you. We love you. You know, I mean, in those moments, you realize how, how dark it is. I know that's funny, but it's really not funny. People are hurting. People are struggling and know what they need. They need just a little bit of light. Because when they get off work, they're going home to a dark marriage, a dark situation, a dark circumstance. And you and I have the opportunity just as believers. We have this opportunity every day. But I want to implore you this season, this week, Will you spread just a little bit of light? I'm going to ask you a thought-provoking question, and I don't mean this to condemn you, but when was the last time you told somebody about your experience with Jesus and the light he brought to your life? I think we make soul winning and evangelism very difficult because you think that you've got to go to Bible school or go to homiletics or hermeneutics classes, and you don't have to do any of that. You know what sharing the gospel is and what sharing light looks like? It's so simple. It's, can I tell you about my life before? I, I want to just tell you just for a second about what my life used to be like. 
And then Jesus showed up. Who? Jesus. Jesus Jesus Christ. And, 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 and then in that moment, it was like, man, that old thing, that, that life that I just told you about, that horrible stuff I was stuck in, it was like in that moment, like darkness left, and all of a sudden, like it was like I could see the light. And usually people say, well, what changed? And then you get to tell them everything changed. And then usually it follows up with a, what about me? Do you think he would do the same thing for me? And the truth is the light came for one, the light came for all. This holiday season, I, I'm, I'm going to challenge you as a disciple of Christ. Share the light with somebody and watch what it does to the light in you. Every time I share the light of Jesus, I feel like I'm giving a little bit of peace away and I walk away stronger and brighter thinking, man, that's what I'm called to do. That's who I'm called to be. That was the purpose of Christ. This week is a great opportunity for us to spread the light. This is, I'll say it this way, this is our season as a church. I declare it's our shining season. Let us be the light. Let us share the light of Jesus. Amen. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? I'm going to ask you to just stay in your seat just for another minute. We'll dismiss you a little bit early today. We'll go eat some treats. You know, I don't know about your life before, but my life before was pretty messed up. A lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of insecurity. A lot of the wrong people around me by my choosing and by the enemy putting them in my life, which led to years of destruction and pain on other people's lives. Anxiety and fear dominated me all the time. And I can tell you this, I remember as a young man when I fully surrendered my life to the Lord, I got saved as a little kid, but when I fully surrendered my life to the Lord, it was like things became clear. It was like somebody had really turned the light on when I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. It was almost like uh, uh, sporadically right there in that moment. Like I, I saw things that I hadn't seen before. And for the first time in a long time, there was hope of what God wanted to do with my life. I realized in that moment that I was designed to create it with a purpose and that my life was bigger than myself. Maybe you're here today and that describes your story. Maybe you feel fearful, stuck or in a dark place. The same light that came to me comes to you right now. It's a gift. The Bible says that we receive that gift just by opening our heart and declaring with our mouth that Jesus has room in our life. Today, the most important thing to me is not singing songs and eating cupcakes and doing all that. I, I want to do all that, take pictures in front of the tree. I want to do all that stuff. But the most important thing to me in this, this moment in this time together is that some of you need to receive that light. And with that light comes hope, forgiveness, health, healing, wisdom, and direction, clarity, and peace. The Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Some of you want to call on Jesus today. I want to lead you there. I want to pray that prayer with you. All across this room, if that's you, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus in my life. I need light. Just raise your hand and wave it at me. I want to pray for you. I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. I see you right here. Yes, I got you guys. 
I see you, I see you. Just wave it at me, wave it, Rob. I got you in the back over here. Yep, yep, Rob. I got you, I see you in the back. Yes, ma'am. Right here down front, I see you all across the building. Yes, sir, I got you. I see you guys right over here. All the way in the back, I got you. Yes, sir, yes, sir. I see you, anybody else? You want to join these brave people that are inviting the light of Jesus into their life? I see you right here. Yes, ma'am. So many hands. You can put your hands down. Any last, anybody else? Before we pray, say, Pastor, include me in that prayer. I see you all the way in the back. Yep, I see you guys. Yep. Now, will you do me a favor? Will you look up at me? We're a family church. I, I, I never want to embarrass anybody. I, I think one of the greatest things we can do is pray together. And so I want to do that right now. I want us to pray together. And some of us have been here. We prayed this prayer many times, making a fresh commitment today. But if you're brand new to this or today's the very first time, the Bible says if you pray this out of your heart, confess Jesus with your mouth in that moment, guess what? It says you're recreated and light comes into your situation. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. Say, Lord, today I receive Jesus. I'm making room in my heart, making room in my life for more light. Today... I repent. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, today I turn away from them. And I point towards Jesus. I ask Him to be the light of my life. Holy Spirit, direct me. Guide me. Shape me. And mold me into who you want me to be. Today, Lord... Let me be the light for somebody else. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Would you make some noise for all those that prayed that prayer? Amen.